Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBA Schooled. And today I'm excited because I have two guests with me today, um, Jenna Link and Harvey Hahn, who are both MBA students at NYU Stern, uh, their second years, but they also are co-presidents of the Stern Tech Association. And today we're going to talk tech. Uh, we're going to talk tech in New York. We're going to talk tech for MBA students. I couldn't think of two better people than to talk about that than the co-leaders of the Stern Tech Association. Uh, so Jenna and Harvey, first off, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's start with you, Jenna, and before we go to you, Harvey. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, what did you do before? What did you do before business school, and why did you choose to go? Sure. So before school, I worked at Macy's for four years as a buyer and planner. I loved retail. I loved the work, but I was ready for change. And I really wanted to be in a fast paced industry that was propelling innovation. And so for me going to business school, I really wanted to use that as a way to pivot into tech and and be able to leverage some of those, uh, you know, PM skills and other just financial sets and thinking through problems that I could bring into a tech role post my MBA. Thanks, Jenna. Uh, how about you, Harvey? Uh, what did you do before business school? Yeah, and, and thanks again for having us. Um, so, you know, I, I spent most of my life in, in Texas first, uh, you know, grew up in Austin, went to UT Austin, and right after undergrad, I joined a small software company in a consulting capacity. And that was really just uh, working with uh, clients in the energy industry, doing hands-on implementation and really building up my technical skill set. And then after a couple of years there, I joined PwC, Still in a consulting role focused on tech, but looking at things from a, a broader angle where tech really fit within the organization and processes. And, you know, all through my career, like I had a chance to work with tech companies of, of all sizes from like your SAPs and oracles of the world to all these small mom and pop startups. And uh, that really got me excited and, and wanting to start thinking about making the transition to, to working at a tech company and helping tech companies grow, uh, you know, in the industry. So that's what led me to, to CERN and, and um, where I am today. Yeah, sure. No, thank you for that. Uh, so I think you, you both talked a little bit about, um, you know, tech, but could you go a little bit, you know, further, um, you know, what within tech, and we'll start with you, Harvey, for this time, you know, what within tech really attracted you? Or um, I know you had a little bit of experience in it, but, um, you know, what were you really hoping to be able to do, you know, with, uh, you know, further in tech as a result of having like an MBA from CERN? Yeah, Definitely. I, you know, what, what really drew me to tech um, was you know, getting that firsthand experience working with clients and seeing the impact that tech had on transforming an organization and, and the business and, and the capabilities that they had. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard to think of any other industry where you're able to have that sort of impact um, working at an organization. And so that really wanted me to get further and further into, you know, joining a, a tech firm. Um, you know, at, at CERN, I, one of the really big things is really to, to broaden my skill set. Um, I think it's so cool how 
you know, you take all these different classes and look at like the same case and same organization from different angles. And so you can look at things from a marketing angle, from a product angle, from strategy. And then as a student, you're able to com com combine all of that to, to get that holistic view. And so, you know, I think tech is one where it's, it's such a fast paced and evolving industry that it's important to have those the diverse perspectives to, to really grow into that role. No, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think the other thing that is awesome about tech and unique about tech is that it is its own industry that, but also affects every other function and in industry for that matter. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's tech is at the intersection of marketing tech is at the intersection of finance, but um, tech is also pliable in healthcare. It's pliable in retail. And so it has this unique, uh, uh, unique kind of lens of both being an industry and, and functioning in and of itself, but also, it really does touch, you know, everything else uh, that a business or industry does. So I, I think that's another, which is also another great reason to your point of why it's cool to have the ability um, to be in a business school environment where you're seeing how it plays an impact in all of these other things. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the um, one of the things that I kept hearing over and over, you know, in my career uh, in consulting was all these senior executives were starting to have the mindset of you know, we're not an oil and gas company, we want to be a tech company. And so, you know, you really <laughs> grow from the inside out. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you ask me, it's a hot take. But, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I know, and I'm joking. But no, I've, you know, you heard the same thing, right? And it's, it goes back to how, you know, uh, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, you know, hire more software engineers than a lot of tech companies, right? And it's like, well, why? Mm -hmm. It's like, because even if they're, they're in an industry like financial services, um, if you look, you look at that industry, um, number one, they they do rely on a lot of tech. It's just that some of it is, you know, tends to be outdated. Uh, but number two, if you also look at that industry and you look at some of the startups and what they're doing and how fast they're going, uh, those companies have no choice but to really um, find ways to use technology to keep up with that all, all that innovation. So, um, and as an ex-consultant myself, I also heard that phrase numerous times. So I can definitely, I can definitely relate. Uh, Jen, I want to go back to you for a second. So, sure. you know, I know you said about why you wanted to go to business school and uh, moving on from the world, the world of work you did before at Macy's, but why NYU Stern, you know, really what uh, piqued your interest in Stern? How did you see that uh, as you thought about where you wanted to go in your career? Sure. So I, now at this point, I consider myself a New Yorker. I grew up in <laughs> Jersey and that's where I was born, but um, outside of going to undergrad in Baltimore, I have been, in, I've been around or near New York my whole life. And so when I was looking at schools, I really wanted to stay in the city. Um, and so when I was evaluating what schools I was interested in, I was prioritizing New York. And then beyond the scope of New York, I was looking for big cities. And, you know, I think one of the best parts about Stern, which I'm sure we'll talk about later too, is some of the real world applications that you get to experience being in New York and the companies and the access that you have, which I now realize in a virtual environment is slightly different than, than a normal uh, pre-COVID time. But that being said, I know Harvey and I took a class last semester called Tech in the City, and we got to partner with companies in the city, smaller startups, we got to go into their offices and work with them. And really, it was a real world experience. And, you know, we're not reading about a case in a hypothetical bubble in a small college town. We are out here in the business world networking with people in real life and um, 
or now virtual life. But that for me was, I think, the most exciting part. And then also part of that too is being in a city from a professor standpoint, I think one of the other great parts about Stern is that you get so many adjunct professor, professors that are thought leaders in their field, doing some pretty incredible work during the day. And then at night they can come and teach classes at school. And those two pieces of it was really what, what made Stern stand out. The New York piece, and then some of the real world takes of being in business school and having a really practical education. No, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I think that's great insight into some of the opportunities that you can get um, at Stern as well as being in New York. And I think you're absolutely right on the, the, professor's, the professor piece, right? In terms of folks like Scott Galloway and Arun Sundararajan. I don't know if I said that right. Sorry, Arun, if I butchered that, but I tried. Um, but, you know, he's world-class just in terms of what he knows just about the sharing economy. Um, again, like another thing where um, we didn't know it, the sharing economy wasn't in business school and really when I was in business school, right? Like that's something that's new. And here's a professor who's literally on the front lines um, offering his guidance and expertise in terms of, you know, thinking through how is the sharing economy going to, um, or what does legislation need to be like for the sharing economy in different you know, country or different um, states or cities and things. And so having to have that impact. And then obviously someone like Scott Galloway, who I think most, a lot of people know. Um, and I, I believe you're potentially taking his class next semester. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Oh. Harvey and I are both taking. Okay, great. Well, so there's a perfect example of, you know, real or opportunities to take, um, you know, classes from uh, people who are at the front lines um, who um, know a lot about tech. Um, so I, I think all those things are spot on. And Harvey, I'm curious for you because, you know, certainly uh, you were in Texas and Houston and Austin, you know, you had done a little bit of work in tech. Um, you know, you could have, you know, looked at other places to go to school. You know, what drew you to New York and what drew you to NYU? You know, what, what about it really um, stuck out to you? Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, you know, when I was looking at schools to apply to, um, I knew I wanted to focus on tech. And so I was actually kind of honing in on uh, the one-year tech programs that a lot of schools have started to offer now, NYU being one of them. And that's what really got me to start like meeting, you know, current students, alumni, and doing research on NYU. And then I realized there's so much, you know, that goes on during an MBA program. And there's so much that I wanted to be part of that I, I didn't feel like I could do it in one year. Um, that ult ultimately led me to do uh, the full-time two-year program. But you know, I think um, I really saw like the tech presence growing at NYU and New York City overall, and I really wanted to be in the center of all that action. And so seeing all that support from administration in creating like a tech program and introducing all these new tech classes, bringing in world-class tech professors, and then also being uh, having the opportunity to like, network and meet people in the tech industry in New York City was a huge draw for me. And, you know, on a personal level, I, I'd mentioned, you know, I've been in Texas for most of my life. And so, you know, I, I, I always say like the world's too big of a place to live in kind of one area for a long time. And so really wanted to just take a personal challenge and, and get out of my comfort zone as well. No, I think both, uh, the, I think that's a great point and I'm biased because I, I did a very similar thing when I went down to Chapel Hill, North Carolina to go to business school. So I can definitely relate to that, but both of you are presidents or co-presidents of the Stern Tech Association. Um, so um, Jenna, I'll start with you. Um, what does the Stern Tech Association do? Yeah, um, it's a great club. 
And we're one of the largest professional clubs at Stern. And really our goals, we have, I've split it into two categories. The first being professional development. So how can we help our students recruit successfully and pivot or transition into tech roles? And so everything from interview prep, resume reviews, we do study groups, we hold every Friday knowledge management sessions with experienced MBAs who have been through recruiting processes, have experience within tech, a little more technical skills potentially to to be sharing with the team. So that's a big piece of it is that career portion. And then the second piece is really establishing Stern as a thought leader for technology. And so with that regard, we're able to really engage alumni that way as well in holding panels and speaker series We have the CFO of Lyft speaking next month. Um, We have the founder of Square speak the other month. And really the idea is to engage alumni. Um, Those aren't examples of alumni, but to engage alumni to host events that just establish Stern as a really prominent tech um, school and location within NYU, within uh, New York as a whole. Yeah, no, I think those are all, it's a great response. And it sounds like you both have a really busy uh, year ahead of you, uh, and with lots of activities for your first years and your second years. Um, Harvey, uh, would love to know for you, from you. I know Jenna kind of laid out some of the focus areas or things that um, uh, things that you have on your plate for this year. But from your perspective, you know what uh, what are you most excited about in terms of you know being in this role for this year? In terms of you know leading the organization, but also in terms of the work that that Jenna just laid out in terms of the priorities. Like what what kind of is it gets you excited? Yeah. I think uh, one of our really focus areas for this year is building out the Stern tech community across all of Stern. And so, you know, I think historically um, we have the full-time program and then the Langone part-time program, the executive MBA program. I think everyone's pretty tight-knit within their own programs, but what we really wanted to introduce this year was a cross-program community aspect. Um, I, I think that really is one of the key differentiators of coming to Stern is, you know, it, you have this network of professionals who work in the tech industry in roles that we're really interested in. And so why not take advantage of that? Why not grow your network, you know, as large as you can, uh, you know, and have access to it. And so, um, you know, that, that was really one of our core platforms to, to really uh, help build the bridges to connect the different programs not only from a professional angle, but really just kind of getting to know each other and, and becoming friends. Cause I think that's a big part of you know the draw for coming to an MBA program. I think that's a really great point. And I think it's something that gets overlooked. I think that when you go to business school, right. You, you tend to think of your, you tend, a lot of people go to business school, obviously for the network. And a lot of times that network is really confined within the type of program that you're in, uh, but it doesn't have to be to your point, right. It, it can be much more than that. Um, and even I would argue if, um, and I know this was definitely true at, at Carolina where I went to business school where it, yes, like it would be great if it was the full-time MBA program or even other MBA programs, but the general Carolina, you know, program as well, like UNC. And so I, I, I but I, I think I like what you guys are doing number one, because everyone's virtual anyway. So why not try to forge bonds and, and cultivate relationships? Uh, number two, I have an assumption that particularly for the working professionals, they all work at companies that many of your full-time students probably are interested in anyway, yes. but yeah, <laughs> exactly. But number three, um, 
it uh yeah there there are um more common out like I, I think we tend to think of the programs in silos but there's more commonalities between i mean at the end of the day you're trying to learn you're trying to grow your career you're trying to get to another career outcome and that i mean the way in which you go to school it might be a little different but that's really the the meat of it right and arguably the way you go to school isn't any different this year because it's all the same for everyone so um <laughs> yeah and i will say that is something that harvey and i have been working on navigating this semester and sure. year how do you make those bonds yeah. engaging and relevant and real and not just a superficial let's have another zoom meeting and do a mini networking circle so there are a few different things that we are to, to try and engage the community in a virtual way. You know, I have one side where more people are more accessible than ever because sure. everyone's online, but then, you know, how do you actually establish real connections that way? I do think is challenging too. So two sides of the coin there. Yeah. And maybe on that, um, how has that played out so far? I know we're, and we're, we're recording this and, October. So you have maybe like a couple months under your belt, but um, how, how has it in terms of, been, um, you know, making sure that you have a good amount of events and engagement opportunities versus balancing uh, the fact that, you know, uh, as it is, MBAs are really busy, but also just in a digital world, sometimes it can feel pretty overwhelming because you're always, um, you're always on some, some virtual thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one piece that I'm excited for in the upcoming month is so the normal speakers and things that we are hosting, actually, we've had a much easier time sourcing a variety of people because location isn't an issue now. Really, we can get top executives across different companies to come and speak. So that part from a, a sourcing talent perspective has been fantastic. Um, one of the things, activities that um, from our communities team that they've brainstormed this month that we have is a meditation uh, time where we're going to have guided meditation. It's a community activity. It's something that's a little different to help everyone de-stress a bit in, in recruiting and times with school, the, the crunch of it. So we're getting a little creative with uh, some of those activities. And actually, Harvey can probably speak to this better than I can, but one of our flagship events we um, have every January, we fly to the West Coast for to visit tech companies in person. And it's a really great way in the normal circumstances to uh, see company cultures, meet employees, network, meet with alumni. And obviously this year, tech companies are opening for the most part until next summer anyway. So visiting in person isn't an option. And so the teams come up with a pretty creative solution to to um, have our West Coast trek go virtual, which Harvey can speak to some of the, the details better than I can. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I've been so, so excited to see like, the creativity that's gone into this process from our team in designing, you know, an event that still accomplishes, I think, the two main goals of the West Coast uh, tech trek. And number one, to really be able to network with companies on a more personal level. But then number two, to just create like stronger bonds with fellow classmates who are also really interested in pursuing a career in the tech uh, industry. And so we've been looking at a lot of different ways to, to accomplish that. And, you know, I think the last thing that we want to do is have like eight hours of just Zoom meetings 
And so they've really come up with a lot of different ideas to, to like add some variety to it. It's not going to be just, you know, panel after panel after panel, but really working and, and collaborating with the companies to see like what, what's a different type of activity where we can accomplish, you know, what you want to kind of convey and how we can learn from you and something that aligns with like your core values. Um, and then likewise on, on like the social side of it, you know, uh, looking at things like doing a, a cocktail class that's focused on like West Coast cocktail, you know, or, or doing uh, virtual tours of like a mystery house or doing a trivia that's focused on like San Francisco or Seattle. And so, yeah, a lot, a lot of different ideas um, that's coming together really fast because it's, it's right around the corner and, and I'm really excited to see um, kind of the end result. I think that's really great and exciting and I look forward to seeing what it amounts to. And I think that, um, I mean, look, this is virtual stuff is not ideal by any means, but one of the tenets of, I think, of design thinking is this idea that um, constraints breed innovation, right? Because they force you to be creative, right? And they force you to think about how might you do it differently, which is, I think, one of the things that you were saying, like, how might we still be able to do this, but in a different way? Um, And so it's not just the same. Um, And so... Uh, I'm excited to see what it comes of it because I think there could be some cool opportunities. Like, yes, it won't necessarily be the same as being in person, but it is a chance to experiment and try new things. And, and who knows what will, who knows what will come from it, but we're excited to see what you guys do. Yeah. Okay. okay so let's wrap up here. Um, we'd love to know, uh, I mean, what, what advice do you have um, for prospective MBA students, particularly those who are um, thinking about, they're pretty sure they want to transition into a post-MBA career um, in tech. Um, so maybe what's some general advice and then make your pitch, you know, why Stern? Why should they consider Stern? You know, um, you know, what, 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 why should they think about going to New York and, and, and joining Stern? So I'll start with you. I'll start with you, Jenna. Oh boy, advice. <laughs> if I was looking back at myself at Macy's before business school and I was thinking about tech I had considered consulting for a hot minute um I trying to think what I would I would be telling myself I mean I I do think just the the breadth of opportunity kind of what we spoke about before that you know I came in thinking PM was really the main role for business school students pivoting into tech. And this summer I was on the business value team at Salesforce. And in that role, I mean, it was a strategy role. It was in a sales function. Something I had never imagined was an MBA role going into it. And so I think my advice to students would be is to explore different options, be open to different roles and titles and realize that there is a lot more outside uh, being a product manager. And I realized I was using the acronym PM, uh, but there, there is so many different opportunities in tech worth exploring. And so when you're having coffee chats and networking, think about what other opportunities or things within the company that would leverage the skills that you have, how that could apply then to one of those roles, that would be really interesting. That's great. Um, Harvey, how about you? Yeah, Jenna kind of took the words out of my mouth and, and I would echo, you know, pretty much everything that she said. I, I think, um, you know, one of the things that, that you mentioned earlier was tech is, is serves as both an industry and a function. And so one of the really great things about it is 
regardless of what background you come from, whether it's finance or marketing or supply chain or what have you, I think there's a role for you in the tech industry if, if that's where you want to pivot into. And so really leaning and building upon like your prior experiences and skill sets and then identifying like what companies where you can really like leverage that, I think mm -hmm. is a really like great way to, to think about it. That helped me when I was thinking about like, am I a good fit for this company? Can do I have the right skill sets? And so, you know, for anyone that is interested in the tech company, I, there's, there's a story to tell and, and you can make that pivot certainly. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last question. Why that? Why should they consider Stern? What 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 about Stern and what about the tech community at Stern uh, should make them apply to Stern? We'll go with you, Jenna. You know, I think we're pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say we are in one of the. I would argue one of the most dynamic cities in the country. There's so much exciting things happening here, even in a virtual capacity being in the heart of a business community on the East Coast as a, as a hub for tech is really such a unique opportunity. And I will say, I know when Harvey and I first met even, we uh, it was during Admit Week at Stern and we were walking to lunch through the village, so charming in April. And uh, we were talking about if we were gonna be recruiting for tech. And I remember Harvey just being, which I'm probably stealing his line now, but you know, there's just so much going on here. It's so exciting. I just, I feel like I need to be in New York. And I do, I mean, I have felt like that for a while. And I, I think that is one of the greatest parts about Stern is just being, feeling like you're really at the heart and center of things for the East Coast. <laughs> That's great. Harvey, what about you? Same question. Yeah, no, to, to build upon that, you know, specifically at Stern, I, I think there's so much momentum behind just growing the tech presence placement for uh, MBA students into the industry. And, you know, I, I think it's so cool to, to not only be part of it, but to help contribute to that growth. And so if, if you're looking for a place where, you know, you're not, you, you not only have the opportunity to kind of receive and gain, but also to contribute and help shape, you know, where the school goes and, and how the organization continues to develop, I think Stern is really the perfect place for it, given you know, all the momentum again, but then also being in the heart of New York City. Great. Well, uh, Jenna and Harvey, uh, co-presidents of the Stern uh, Tech Association, thank you so much uh, for joining me today, uh, for sharing a little bit about your journey to NYU Stern, why New York and Stern is a great place uh, for MBA, prospective MBA students interested in tech, and just for talking tech. I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you so much, Al. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. LD here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.